0: Welcome to The Speaking Bull. Well, you know, a situation like this, it's hard to tell good guys from bad guys. I mean, they're all Indians. There's a militant group operating on the reservation. Not a militant, I'm a warrior. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome back to Speaking Bull. How's everybody been? Still locked in your house? I suspect so, because so am I. Well, I guess things have opened up, but. You know, not as, uh... Not as cool as it used to be with all our no-masks, huh? Just to walk around just raw-dogging our faces everywhere, bro. Put your face thong on! What the fuck's the matter with you? People getting hyped and fucking ready to... Throw blows. Instant pugilists. Ready to... Beat your face up if you don't, you know... I don't know, I think angry people just find new mechanisms, right? If it wasn't the face thing, they'd be still getting mad about people not picking up their dog shit. Which, again, is... Yeah, you probably should pick up your dog shit. But, like, I don't know. Should you put it in a plastic bag? I always mean, thought that was weird. It's like, oh, we take the shit that's gonna, like, naturally fucking biodegrade, and we put it in a plastic bag. Like, how stupid is that? Oh, the bag's compostable. Oh Well, I don't know, man. Is it, though? Like, how long does it take? Yeah, in, like, 400 years, the shit will fucking... Like, that's, that's all that's going to be left after fucking apocalypse is just, they're going to find a whole fucking bunch of plastic bags filled with dog shit in it, and they're going to go like, what the fuck? These guys worship dog shit. They must have. must have been some sort of currency, right? In which case, you'd probably want a Great Dane, because you'd be rich as fuck, because they're pretty big. Or maybe there's a bunch of small dogs. I don't know. Would this shit be based on like you know? Would it be based on you know the size? I assume it'd be size, but maybe it has to do with like you know, the pungency or something. Maybe there's some like sh- shit meter that you... Oh, this is this is high density shit you got here, ghost. You're gonna retire rich, shit rich they call it. How the fuck did I start talking about this? I don't even know. Anyways, last night I um I um. I, yeah, yeah. Recorded, I don't know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes of this podcast that, I don't know. I, I was too heated though. I deleted it today. Some stupid shit happened that, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just a friend got a little too comfortable, you know, started getting a little upset and being, you know, accusatory that I was messing with his business and. Maybe if I make it, I was trying to make it ambiguous, but it actually sounds worse. Like, it sounds more like, no, this guy was being a douche, man. Like, he fucking, we were waiting for a table outside, so we were sitting inside, you know, and we're like, okay, we'll just have a bottle of Prosecco or whatever. So we did that, waiting for the table. Waitress comes over, she's like, oh, we're just getting it cleaned up, you're good, after like 45 minutes. And we're waiting to order, because we didn't want to, like, move after that, right? We planned on having some more pasta and some other shit or whatever all outside right because it was a nice day up and uh i don't know what happened it must have been a miscommunication with their waitresses or whatever but dude comes out he's like oh what are you guys doing i'm like turn around i was like what the fuck what are you talking about man it's like oh you guys oh you know what you're doing i'm like know what i'm doing oh you're table hopping i got resos i got resos coming in i'm like bro the fuck are you talking about it makes it sound like table hopping like it's some known term or some shit like oh these table hoppers coming in here this table that table make up your mind why don't you just sit there I guess I, like, I don't know maybe in the restaurant industry that's a thing but the reality is is that we came in there and asked if we could sit outside and the waitress has told us that yeah it worked you can't just wait for these other people to leave and it was like 45 minutes and they were just sitting there or whatever like I, I, I do understand that you know if there was a miscommunication it would be upsetting to see that somebody was sitting in there but, you know, he tried to, he said some shit and it was in front of other people and I was just, like, walked up to him and followed him back and I was like, bro, what the, what are you talking to me like that for? He was like, oh, rah, 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 and he was just trying to, like, swell up and flex like he was real bad and shit. And he's a little bit bigger than me and, you know, fucking about the same age. But that's not really the point. The point is I was surprised that he would do that. And second of all, yeah, I was a little surprised that he would try to get, like, raw with me like that. Because I'm not saying, I'm not a tough guy, but I really don't put out the vibe that that's something I would accept, right? You know? And that sort of, like, aggressive behavior, the way he was, like, when I was, like, trying to talk to him and shit. All that raw, raw, man, like, is, is just... gonna instigate violence, right? And, uh... But I bit my tongue anyways. I was just like, all right, man, whatever, dude. And I went back to try to finish my food there. And I was like, man, I, know I can't even eat here. So I just went in, paid the bill, said peace to the two cats that came with who are also friends of the business and the owner. Go figure. Way to tell off the people that like give a shit about you. And and, and it's, oh, poor me. My business is real fucking busy. Like, yeah, I'm real stressed about it. Like, bro, if that's, if that's, that's a pretty good fucking problem to have. I'd almost understand more if the place was empty all the time or something. We were some stinky bums scaring off the other people. They'd be like, what are you guys doing here all the time? People don't come in here because you look like gargoyles and you smell like trolls or something. Which, I don't know. I mean, whatever, bro. It's all good. But I was a little heated about it, man. So, you know, I fucking just dipped, said peace, walked back to the spot, fucking, was like, okay, whatever, man. And Sent him. Sent the guy text. I was like, "Listen, man, that shit wasn't cool. Didn't deserve that. And uh, you know, if you talk to me like that again, we're gonna be fighting when we see each other. So just don't even say shit to me, man. Just you know, like I don't want to be a, like I'm not tough, bro. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not tough, bro. Like why am I too cool talking so hard? Um, but I can't take that, man. It's like it's it's you know I feel like I got punked in front of." people and shit, man. And albeit he wasn't talking, he was talking to the table at first, but I was like, why would you, I- you know I'm at this table, man. Don't fucking talk to me like that in any any type of way. If you got a problem, man, talk to your waitresses and figure that shit out. Giving me shit because I wanted to sit outside when we asked? He didn't even try to figure it out. But I'm not going to leave it there. What I will say is that he did come through and show who he was by hitting me up later and apologizing. And not even that long after. And I was kind of a little ill in the the text messages I sent him I was just like bro fucking I didn't say I didn't threaten him or nothing but I was just like man that's you know I just kind of told him what time it was and was just like fuck off basically right but he didn't say nothing about that shit he just took it on the chin and was like yo I'm sorry or he said I apologize I was like okay whatever you know Shit happens, man, it's okay, I can, get, I can get by it, you know, whatever. And then, you know, a couple more texts, and we're real, real sorry, I fucked up, don't know why, blah, 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 I'm like, alright, cool. But then he called me and was like, yo, I am really sorry, and I didn't deserve that, I was out of line, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, man, don't worry about it, we're friends, it's cool, blah, 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 blah. And in retrospect, I honestly wish I wasn't that cool about it. And not because I don't, I want to hold any grudges or I'm going to be bitter or whatever the fuck, right? It's only because like I really wasn't ready to do that. Like I was still upset and I feel like maybe it would have been better in hindsight if I processed it and it was more genuine when I said, no, nah, it's over. It doesn't matter because was still a little bit heated, man. Like obviously, right? I wasn't, like, punching holes in my wall and whatever, like, fuck you. I was just like, man, I couldn't, you know, just, breathe. you know, what we do, we play it in our head a bunch of times, and, oh, I should have said this, how dare you talk to me like that, oh. But um, it was a good lesson, I guess, in a way. 'Cause you think that people are cool, right? And then they they flip on you. It's like it's like if you had a family dog. I'm not comparing our friendship to a dog or whatever, but if you had a family dog that just one day just turn around and bitch you like out of anger or out of some weird shit, you wouldn't you know, the dog can come and chill with you the next day and be like, Oh, I'm real sorry, look at you all cool but there's a level of trust that's broken there, man. I never thought we would get there. I never thought that our friendship like with this restaurant owner chef dude that you know, I never thought of that would happen. I mind my P's and Q's there. I try to be, you know, cool and like classy and chill. And I don't, you know, I don't act like I'm fucking tough or any of that other shit, man. I just go there and enjoy the people. So I really wasn't expecting that type of, you know, like flex on me there. He's like, oh, yeah, fucking. Like he's going to do something, you know, like doing that. I'm kind of like jolting forward, but you can't see that. But that's what he was trying to do. Like he was just restraining himself. And that wouldn't have worked out well for him. Like that just wouldn't have. So, or probably me either. For both of us, that just would have been bad. And I'm getting upset thinking about it now, right? But again, he apologized and everything else. And I'm thinking, like, why wasn't that good enough? Well, because I accepted his apology before I was ready to. And you have to give yourself some time and some space, I think. That's what I think now, anyways. That's the lesson that I took from there. That and things are more fragile. Relationships are more fragile than you think. Because it's not that we've known each other since we're childhood or anything like that. But, I've been, you know, I've been knowing him. We've been fucking pretty personable for the last couple of years, you know and that's something he also mentioned in his text, oh man, I've known you a long time blah 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 but I don't know man that, that shit can go away like that, like I kind of feel like that right now man, I kind of feel like, yo, I don't want to fucking go back to that spot, even though he's all like yeah, yeah, make sure you come back sorry you didn't finish your food man, I'll fucking link you up or whatever like I know I should be Mr. Big Man and be like, fuck, man, you know, forget it. You're good. Shit happens. But because of my past experiences and with you know struggling socially by overreacting, taking things personal, like just all that shit that I've done in the past, um, you know, as growing up and stuff. That type of punk off to me was like that's fighting shit, man like i'm not saying it should be now cuz i'm grown I should, you know i'm not should be fighting anybody or doing anything like that but that's like when you do that like if we were 15 in my heard my code of ethics and my belief system at that time the way i was sort of i don't know trained to think or trained myself to think that was that was that was violence right away whether he you know you won or not you were supposed to like be like yo don't let anybody ever do that to you man so it's hard to still overcome that, you know, real primary belief in myself that that shit needs to be tested right away with, you know. And I kind of did that, and I was handling it. I, hand, I th- yo, okay. So you know what? I'm not gonna beat myself. I handled it really, really well because I did not when I followed him. Like cause you said that, and you tried to walk inside, and I followed him. I was like, "What the fuck, man? You're talking to me like that?" And he's like, "Getting all fucking." still melty and shit man but I was like bro I can't believe you're doing this like what the fuck right like but I'm still like look I'm so I just want an answer because I'm surprised and I'm kind of hurt but I'm also like is this really happening right so I'm glad that I was assertive and maybe that's all I needed to be I kind of regret sending him the text you know even though he's like oh yeah it's cool man I would have did the same thing like I don't know I just I just wish I didn't do that I wish I was more cool like, I was telling, um, my friend yesterday, uh, we were just talking about whatever, and I was telling him about the scariest road rage incident, or, like, interaction I had with another driver, sort of, that was negative, I don't know if you'd call it road rage, but whatever it probably was, it was a stupid incident anyway, so I was pulling out of a busy street trying to get in there's a turning lane that goes both sides you kind of turn in there and try to get up to speed and merge traffic if you stop when you get in that middle lane you're a dummy you should be trying to get up to speed and merge that doesn't doesn't help anybody albeit you shouldn't drive the whole way either i'm not giving anybody advice why am i even saying this anyways back to the story i tried to pull out tried to merge but guy saw me doing it and tried to speed up and block me i don't know why i guess like whatever so i hammered it got up to the red light and then this dude in the SUV pulls up beside me and I just see him fucking glaring at me and you can just like see him out of the corner of my eye so I look over roll down my passenger window I'm like yo what's up man is everything alright he rolls down his window he's like you always drive like that and I was like suck my dick bitch said some real foul ignorant shit like that to him right cause I was just hyped and like I don't know no excuses I'm a douche for saying it this is probably like four or five years ago and I'm so much more mature now. I would never do that. Truly, I, I I'm I am got over that shit. There, I understand that's not a good side of me. But anyways, his response was. He nodded, and went okay. And then the light turned green, and we pulled off. Now that sounds like. Why would you be afraid? How is that the scariest? Like, especially if you've been in situations where people tried to get out of the car and fight and all that other crap, right? Like, how is that even close? Like, were you afraid when the guy pulled the fucking thing out of his car and you know whatever? No, not, I mean to me, that's I know how to deal with that shit. There's like whatever, right? It's like that though. The consequences are being shown. To what's gonna happen to you, right? It's like, oh, he's doing this. this. I know that interface. But that guy, when he just nodded on me and took it on the chin, that was a super alpha move in my opinion. That was like. I don't know. Like, he looked through me in a way like you would look through, you know, a small child threatening you with physical violence. Or, or, you know, I didn't threaten him with physical violence, but I was just like, oh, fuck yourself, man. But he looked at me like he was like, like, like I was, you know, a peasant talking to like a Roman general or something. Like, you know, if, if you saw Alexander the Great or whatever and he didn't, he wasn't into shit. And then some peasant's like, get out of here, you fucking rank. And, you know, Alexander Great knows that. Not only could he probably beat his ass, but, you know, has the authority to fuck his life up in many different ways. Like, that sort of, like, alpha confidence where you're just kind of, like... I don't think it's fucking, like, oh, yeah, if this guy only knew I could fuck him up. I don't think it's, like, that type of restraint. I think it's, like... Like a, I don't know, like a fly or something coming up trying to like fuck with you or something like that. It's like a mild source of entertainment in a way. But it was never even close to being a threat. Like he looked down on me so far that no matter what I said, he, like, I don't know, man. It wasn't just that he nodded and was like, okay, but it was just like, I don't know, man and then I pulled away and he was driving exactly to speed limit I'm driving away thinking this guy's like some fucking CIA fucking special agent fucking guy or like some OPP fucking OPP is a Ontario Provincial Police or whatever I'm just you know some police fucking captain or something something where he's used to like being in control and I think he just looked at me like I don't know like a fool right like like okay bud like I don't know, like if you overheard a carney at a carnival talking about how he used to own a Bentley or something, like you'd just be like, yeah, like trying to bullshit. You'd just be like, bro, that is, I'm not only not gonna like call you on your shit. I'm just gonna like retell this story later. Not even, maybe I won't even. Like I don't know. It just felt like I was really small, anyways, because he didn't. Like it's like, yeah, fuck you, buddy, because that's what I was expecting, right? I was expecting him to like. Like, he's trying to pick a, pick a fight with me. He's staring at me, right? He's like trying to get me to look at him and shit. And then when I did, he's like giving me the old fucking, you know, fucking eyes, eyeballs there. And so I was like, What's up, man? I didn't even cuss at him right away. And that's when he's like, You always drive like that? And I was just like, uh, Yeah, I knew you were going to try to be a punk about it. I knew I wasn't just like catching you looking at me by chance that you wanted that fucking smoke, right? So that's why I said, Suck like, my dick, you fucking bitch. What the fuck are you, man? I'm not taking that shit. And that's where I'm weak, man. And that's why I want to be more like the yes, the the guy that I told to suck my dick who's just like, yeah, all right. Because I thought about that shit for two days, man. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Because usually, like, you get two responses. It's either fuck you back or the guy goes, yeah, okay, buddy. And he just kind of laughs. Oh, yeah, okay. And he'll wave at you and smile like, yeah, hey, I'm getting you back. I'm killing you with kindness. Like, I don't know why you think that's bothering me. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, that guy was pretty pretty scurry to me. And uh, I thought about it afterwards and was like, wow, that's a, that's like that big dick energy shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so I wish I handled that situation more like that guy. And, you know, when the homeboys started coming, I was trying, you know, trying to fucking swell up about... First, the table, like we're sitting at you know like we're out front of the place cause there's all these like you know t- temporary tables set up cause of covid they got the street blocked down so there's restaurants can fucking you know have some more people cause you can only do half capacity now right cause of the distancing thing so they try to give a business an opportunity to make up the rest by having these other tables out front right and I think that's where things got a little screwy but still man there's no reason to talk to people like that right and you uh, told me, yo, come back. I'm supposed to go over there and have a coffee with them today and sort the shit out. But man, I'm kind of like feel a little embarrassed to go back there or something. And it's not even because I did anything. I just kind of feel like, oh, it was like that. And now, you know, I'm just cool with it. Like, is this a situation? Like, what would what would guy there do? What would the old sunglasses uh, fucking army haircut guy in the SUV who nodded at me do in that situation? I feel like he'd be real stoic, too, and just like, yeah, all right. And he'd just, like, finish his meal, go pay for it, you know, walk up. Maybe dude would come up and be like, oh, I'm real sorry. And he'd be like, yeah, all right, no problem. Not a problem at all, buddy. He probably wouldn't say that, but, you know, it's weird when people don't retaliate. That turn-the-other-cheek shit's kind of funny, right? It's weird because it's counterintuitive, and it was so counterintuitive for me growing up. I never understood it because I was so fighty and getting in trouble all the time because I was a, you know, I was a hurt, angry kid for whatever reasons, man. You know, can't pick your family. But yeah, uh, I could never turn the other cheek if somebody did that to me, and it, it's because you know, the friends and people I was wrong with never had that code of ethics either. It was like you answer these things with violence, right? Somebody talks shit, you find out what's up buddy heard you talking shit right somebody comes up and like mean mugs you that's instant violence you know somebody disrespects you in any way that's that's a call for a fight somebody tells you not to talk shit that's a call for a fight like all these things and to me it was normal because the the only people to hang around with me were other broken retard kids from shitty families and we just all did the same shit so it became fucking normal, right? It was like, oh yeah, That's right, you do punch him in the head. Can't believe he fucking decided, can't believe he stood up for himself, you know, or whatever. In a more exaggerated situation, I'm sure that that culture, that subculture got in the way of some, you know, some right decisions, we'll say. But, you know, I don't know what to do, man, with that situation. I don't like I I think the biggest problem was was apologizing too quick. Or not apologizing, but I mean accepting an apology too quick. But I just feel like yo, if you're putting yourself out there, I just made so many mistakes. Like I didn't want to be like like I wanted to provide that relief that alleviation from the guilt or what an anxiety that comes with making a mistake like that. That's why I was like, yo, it's okay, man, don't worry, right? Because I wanted to alleviate that in him because I, not him specifically, but in, in others who do that, like if that's an interaction, because I know the feeling, right? And believe me, not every one of my apologies has been accepted. A lot of them did, were, fell upon deaf ears, blind eyes, and, you know, or uh, ended up being catalyst to ostracization, which is, you know, what which, which you do to people who are acting stupid, right? But that's why I had a lot of dummy friends, man. And I'm reaping those benefits or those rewards now from having those types of relationships, you know? It's uh, it's kind of like... We were all broken, like... You know, we're all growing in the wrong direction, right? And some of us were able to sort of adjust the direction and sort of... um maybe not go completely good or right or, you know, perfect, but a lot more neutral. Sort of correct the the path that was headed right towards the wall and sort of maybe you won't accomplish a whole bunch, but you also won't be, you know, homeless and fucking a drug addict or, you know, these other types of burdens that happen to people with, you know, traumas and life fucking problems and shit. But I'm looking at it now and you know a lot of my friends from that time that I still talk to they're all fucked man like I don't know just still still like fucking, freaking still thinking like that man still thinking like we're in the you know 90s and we have some hip hop thug life code or some bullshit right I can't deal with that, man. I don't want to even want those people in my life, man, because it makes me feel. It reminds me of that code. It makes me feel like I should still use it or something, right? Like, oh, what would what would what would this person say if they you know saw this guy talk to me like that and I didn't challenge him right away? They probably think I was a punk, right? And when you feel like that, you're like, oh shit, I'm vulnerable, right? And you don't want to feel vulnerable around a bunch of wolves, man, right? So you gotta fucking Hit him with that machismo. Alright. That's pause time. So, yeah. I don't know. Life, right? Another news. Another news! Um, Washington Redskins is going to change their name. I think that's dope. And uh, I was kind of waiting. I was going to do a podcast earlier. Like This is weeks ago. I know I'm not telling you anything new, but... I was waiting until they gave us a name change because I heard it on, like, a Thursday. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. I was like, they're like by the end of the weekend, we're getting a new name. And I think it's hilarious because we took them to court for 50 years. We're like, there's no way. and It's not happening. I'll never change the name as long as I'm the owner of the team. Dan Snyder said blah, 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 blah. Black Lives Matter comes into town. They're like, oh, word? They're like, give us the weekend. We'll work on it. We don't want to be racist. So I don't care why they do it. I'm not going to hate anybody for it, but it's cool because it's one a good step in the uh, right direction, getting away from that cultural taxidermy, right? And, uh, which I don't think is a good practice to have when you're still living with the society. Um, but again, that's uh, maybe another day. I don't even want to talk about politics, man. This is like, I'm so tired of it. Who's tired of politics? Raise your hand, bro. I'm tired of this shit. There's just too much negativity and there's too much... Everybody's angry. Everybody's, you're this and you're that. Let's cancel this person. Let's cancel that person. And then he brings out the contrarians who just want to, like, say things to feel like, oh, if I have this opinion here, it makes me unique. Like, I ran into these two friggin' idiots there last week who were probably great people. They were nice people, man. I actually like them. They were were decent to talk to. But um, they're trying to give me that Trump bullshit, man. I just, like,. I found everything they sang, I could. they said I could immediately contest easily with like I was like oh yeah boom yeah boom actually our GDP is only 10% fucking oil exports boom like I was hitting them with all this other extra shit about our economy about them just stuff I picked up because it wasn't like anything really detailed they were just it was easy for me because it was like them they were just pitching me like headlines they saw on fucking CNN they're like oh Trump this da 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 you know throwing it to me I'm just like Boom! knocking that shit right out of the park with my fax, my fax bat. But uh, it felt pretty good because I was able to sort of pull myself in and not just... Because I realized, like, everything they said, I was I was knocking it out of the park. And I'm like, fuck, do you want to be right or do you want to have friends? And it's not that I wanted to have friends with these people, but my friends that I care about know these people peripherally, and they're, you know, friends, and so... I'm just trying to get along, right, and just trying to be more gregarious about it and be like, well, actually, it's this. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's an introspective. I appreciate the conversation and just trying to be very, like, malleable like that because it never works when you just tell people they're wrong and people don't want to be always just confronted with facts. you got to sort of give them some understanding. Like, no, I understand why you see it that way. That makes sense. If you had this view and you had these sort of things in front of you and you're in this, like, of course, these other... You know, political beliefs or concepts or ideas are going to be what's important to you. You know what I'm saying? If you live in the fucking rich society or if you live in like an uh, $800,000 house or something, I shouldn't say rich, but let's just say you're upper middle class, right? It's going to be hard for you to relate to people in homeless problems, right? I mean, you may do it out of pity, but you're going to look at it like, hey, I work really hard for this. Why don't these bums get a job? Go to university? Get an MBA? What the fuck's the matter with you? Damn it. But I've always said, you know, Giving person uh, giving a homeless guy a job is like and expecting that to like fix his life is like giving a quadriplegic guy a pair of shoes and expecting him to walk walk song those are nike's what's the matter with you but it's not going to happen Kevin we got to look at things differently man but unfortunately education has been really like withheld from us in a lot of ways right Good education, right? We have all these scholars that know shit or people with individual industries that understand things, but we've never tried to amalgamate it and apply it to our society, right? By looking at it like, hey, maybe these people who are breaking the law and find themselves committing violent behavior or doing all these things, there's, maybe there's reasons. Maybe they're just not, they're born evil. They're bad people, yeah. Maybe there's reasons. Maybe there's a lot to do with how they become who they are. It's a lot to do with the environment that they're put in, you know? I don't think it's rocket science to to look and see that environment has a major impact. Like, if you're pissed off that all these guys are dealing drugs, like, well, well, what's going on if we looked at it objectively? Okay, well, maybe somebody say, oh, well, they're, you know, they're impoverished and it's the only way to make money. And then the guy in the $800,000 house is going, what are you talking about? Why don't you go to school? Imagine that no one in your family went to school and everybody was on welfare. But if you're in that situation, right, and, you know, you're fucking living, fucking waiting for that first of the month, get up, get up, get up, it's the first of the month. If you're waiting for that shit. Um, and then here comes, you know, the one fucking aunt who got out of it and comes in because she went to school and was a doctor now and comes back. She comes back in with a lot, it's difficult to see that person in that situation, I think, and as... Not anything other than... But, like, there's so many different elements that beco- that person becomes because all of a sudden they, they have they have wealth, right? And you don't think because that person... That person probably doesn't think they're wealthy because they're like, oh, shit, yeah. I make, you know, fucking $8,000 a month, but I have, like, $200,000 in school debts and I bought this new uh, S63 that fucking is, like, $800 a month and, you know, and I've got to buy these cool fucking clothes, because part of my job is to, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. So they live in, you know, broke too. They're just living broke in a nicer situation, but the people you live in much lower than them are like, oh man, what an asshole. We're living broke and they just doing that. And I think it becomes a bit of resentment. And I think there's a want to sort of exploit the relationship to get a little bit of ground yourself right like like if she comes over you're gonna ask her for i mean if you're in that situation you probably gonna ask her for twenty dollars forty dollars let me see how i can get that forty dollars real quick oh i got some shit i gotta get this doctor's fucking toe amputated and reattached to my other foot it's gonna cost seventy two dollars and i need it for right now You're like, okay, baby, here you go. Here you go, it's just $72, right? And the next time it's going to be another excuse. And this is how these things happen. man. I I mean, I'm not saying this is every situation, but I'm just trying to give you an example of how that status, that barrier, that big status between, you know, uh, their stability, their accomplishment, their social status, their economic status, and these other people who in the family who might be in a contrast to that um, becomes, you know sources of manipulation and sources of exploitation, right? Of the person who comes back. And that's why a lot of times you see people who made it, they're like, I had to cut off my whole family, man. They're fucking psychos. They just ask me for money all the time. And I don't know. Do you blame them? I guess I don't. But at the same time, I don't I don't know how you fix these problems, but I feel like this is part of what happens, right? It almost needs to happen more slowly. Like, you can't go from everybody you know, right? I don't know. Like, I feel like it happens or... Okay, so I don't know shit, so don't fucking listen. I don't know shit, right? Look this shit up, send me a message, tell me, yo, ghost, you're fucking moron, you don't know what happened in 1942 or whatever. I don't, I fucking don't even pretend to know. But uh, I know a little bit of shit. And what I can tell you is that a lot of people um, who immigrated to the great land of opportunity, I said that with a little bit of uh, whatever, but um, when you think of like the Irish and the Italian uh, people who came here, they came here with nothing, right? And, you know, you'll hear it too. Oh, my granddad came here, $20 in his pocket. Now he owns $75 million of fucking Kellogg's stock. I don't fucking know. But, um... It didn't happen like that right away, right? It's like generation over generation, right? So first generation comes, doesn't have a lot, works hard, might end up buying a house, might not, might end up getting a trade. Their next generation, uh, you know, they work hard to like get their kids in school and have better jobs and stuff. Some of them build trades and generations, things over generations. Right? Like they come here with sort of knowing that they're gonna, it's going to take four or five generations to build their family here with this opportunity. But it doesn't happen like no one goes from – oh, shit, all of a sudden like all our kids are doctors because it takes a lot to do that, right? It takes a lot of other things to be in place to do that I feel like. Like if you're the son of an immigrant family, like you're probably – if you're second generation, right? And you come here like the first person had no education or whatever and they're just doing like – the cliche immigrant thing where they're just working their ass off like they did in the old world in the new world and trying to make, make a decent dollar when you think of that and you think of the next generation of uh, of them right the next generation is usually sort of caught in between right like they sometimes end up working for their the, the business that was established by their father or you know their, their family or the family business in general right or they end up sort of um, working a similar trade or in a trade right it usually takes like I, from just my, like, anecdotal perspective here, again, don't know shit, but it just seems like it takes two to three generations before everything is in place, where the fear of poverty's gone a little bit. The, the, the I guess what I'm saying is, like, it takes a few generations, I feel, we're, we're before people collectively reach up, right? Before they hear more stories, right? Like, a few people start going to school and getting educated in that third generation, right? Like, the grandchildren, right? And I'm like of the original and we start really going to school and then you find more doctors and more people that didn't just go to school to get more money but also like this social status also, right? There's a status uh, you know that comes along with these things and I think once more of the people around you have become successful you become more successful, right? You just have better aspirations like if your parents both your my dad was actually an architect and my mom was a fucking psychologist and my uncle was actually a world-renowned fucking golfer and like all these different sort of achievements if if that's where you're surrounded you know the bar is set at a certain place right like you kind of know that when you're being told your life you should set up for this sort of you understand I I feel like what the expectations are and there's just like becomes part of your primary belief system and off you go right like not saying you'll necessarily achieve it but the higher you aim you know even if you don't make it it's sort of you know it's not that fucking hard. You just go to school and do it, right? But if you don't know that, it becomes a whole thing. But on the other, opposite end of the spectrum, then you again you have um, if no one in your family's done that, and the bar's set really low. Like, go oh, your fucking cousin. You know, he's the big guy of the family. He fucking went to Devry, got that one year diploma. And now he fucking rewinds the VCRs fucking the tapes in the VCR that's too old of a reference and it isn't that good because you'd probably get a better job from DeVry doing that you'd probably be just like I don't know making fucking something you know repairing alarm clocks that's still kind of like a like I'm trying to be shitty to DeVry DeVry and I don't know why I actually wanted to go to DeVry I thought that was like dope when I saw that shit when I was eight DeVry, everybody looks like, oh, if you come to DeVry, you get guaranteed, like, they're talking all the shit. I'm like, man, why doesn't everybody go to DeVry? They got, like, all these high things. Everybody looks super happy. Shit, I probably even told my parents, oh, you should think about going back to DeVry. Get us out of this shithole. Well, I didn't live in a shithole. I didn't grow up shit in a shithole at all. I grew up really, really lucky until I was about 12 or so, maybe 11. In terms of whatever, because my, like, my parents were married, all right, and uh, it was, like, a real family unit, right? It was always, like, family and shit. There was, like, structure, uh, steady meals every day. Um, I remember the first house was small. My dad kept working and ended up getting a little bit nicer house. I remember there was eventually an above-ground pool that happened at some point. And I uh, also had a dirt bike and a um, snowmobile briefly. Now, all that on paper sounds really great, but, um, you know... It didn't didn't work out that great, to be honest right with you, because uh, I was kind of a shit kid. So I'll, I never got to ride any of those things or do any of that shit, because my dad was always pissed at me. Because he's like, "Why is this kid always fucking up?" He was always getting in fights and suspended and stealing shit and set the neighbor's garage on fire and all those types of shit. Try to make a gas bomb and I don't know. But I was just a wild kid. A wild kid. I just did whatever, man. It wasn't intentional. I was just you know just doing things, man but, you know, I had a pretty good life growing up, so I don't want to, uh, well, a pretty good, like, how the fuck do you say that, I don't know, stable, I guess, I wasn't stable, though, because it was fucked up for a lot of other reasons, man, but, like, everybody's family is, so it's not a complain town, but I don't want you to think I grew up in some fucking, uh, you know, some places that I've seen other people grow up in, right, which is, like, like, I got, believe me, I got a taste of that <laughs> after the fact, I got a taste of that. I went from one extreme to the other from the time I was probably 13, 12 and a half, 13, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal, I guess, but I didn't know how good I had it, as I guess is what I'm trying to say, in terms of, like, just there being food in the fridge. Just, oh, you want some food? Just go to your fridge, idiot. Shit. Your mom doesn't make meals for you every day at the same time? Oh, True. Oh, you know, like, my dad didn't drink. Like, there wasn't that type of, you know, shit. There wasn't that type of, like... I don't know. Why the fuck am I going on about this? Who cares? Right? This is bullshit. Stupid. I'm just hungry. My food is done. How long is this podcast? I don't know. But the next one, I plan to have on The Elder that we had on from episode two again, and we're going to talk a little bit about a protest that's going out here in Caledonia. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty important to find out what's going on he went to the protest like stayed overnight there and you know so he's real credible but I kind of want to know what's going on specifically because when you research you try to research what's going on in Caledonia with the protests unfortunately um, you know the side that the uh, Six Nations of Reserve is protesting against um, which is the city of Caledonia, they have public relations officers and all types of graphic designers and people. So all the brochures and all the things and the article I saw, opinion piece I saw on the Hamilton Spectator that tried to call us domestic terrorists. Um, I want to I smack that guy. What is, I, don't, I don't even know who that guy is, but I had to like, kind of stop myself and be like, yo, don't be fucking looking people up and fucking I'm not to track him down and threaten them because I think that gets a little fucking weird. Like showing up at you know Seven Eleven near his house and shit. Like, hey man, what's up? What'd you say about indigenous people? You piece of shit, smash! And then I'd go to jail, and I I, I don't want to go there. I had had a taste of that too, mate, when I was a little bit of a teenager. All right, not a good look, mate. So, <sighs> uh, I think this is it. And appreciate you guys coming in and listening to the old podcast. I know that they're not on consistently there, but uh, I, I do plan to try to make this more than just an online journal every five weeks or, like, an audio journal of mine or something. But um, anyways, plan to have old uh, the old uh, elder there on next time, talk some more about what's going on out there. And then I plan to maybe have a friend on um, whose book is on Amazon right now and is doing really, really well. And I want to talk to him about some of the things he's working on. But uh, we can get to all that later on. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I'm just rambling now, so that seems like a good place to call it. Peace.